0: Welcome back to Booze and Buffy, a podcast where we are watching and discussing every episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Angel, and we mean every episode, Mm -hmm. one by one. We will be spoiler free of details from future episodes, just in case y'all are watching these series for the first time, but we are going to be talking about some previous plot elements from episodes past Mm -hmm. maybe not really in this episode because yeah (laughs) it's 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 nicely independent from the storyline that's been going on in angel thus far this season uh not
1: noticing cordelia's haircut for the past 10 days i'm jason yes and uh stealing things from the museum but not the thing we came here to steal (laughs) i'm harrison Jason, what episode are we watching today?
0: Uh, Harrison, we are watching Angel Season 2, Episode 8, The Shroud of Ramon. Mm-hmm. This is the one where, in order to uh, get his mind off of Darla, Angel finds himself uh, going undercover for a heist. Unfortunately, also with Gunn, who, <laughs> who is also going undercover. And unfortunately, they're trying to steal something that makes
1: you go crazy. Yep. Uh The Shroud of Ramon was written by Jim Koof <laughs> um, and directed by David Grossman and it originally aired on November 21st, 2000. Jason, Harrison. We're drinking a drink that's new to you today it is yes uh john made us negronis um also
0: like special shout out to john who's been like making us drinks for most of our episodes lately and just just a great person overall but he's a very good
1: bartender (laughs) very good bartender um well it's funny because we finally like we like made a point to do like to stock our bar again instead of just having, like, one bottle of liquor <laughs> that we replace. replacing. All we have is wine. Oh, we have is wine. So, yeah, we've been on a Negroni kick recently, which um, I think started. Uh, we were watching the uh, television show Girls 5 Eva. Uh, which is a Peacock show. I know you have a grudge against Peacock, but the show <laughs> the, itself... There's, is... <laughs> there's a bit of
0: a feud going on. <laughs> but the
1: show is it's very good, and there's a joke in the very first episode where Sarah Bareilles' character is having an argument with uh, Renee Elise Goldsberry's character. And I love
0: both of those people.
1: And The other cast members are Paula Pell and Busy Phillips. Oh, wow. It's a really good show. Um, but having... Actually, you
0: know, I follow Busy Phillips on Instagram, so I remember posting about something that she was doing.
1: It might have been this. They, um, they're they having this argument and Sarah Bareilles is just like, blah, 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 blah. And I've had three Negronis. <laughs> and Renee Elise Goldsberry is like, why did you just whisper the word Negroni? And she's like, I don't know the history of the word. <laughs> and then um, later in the season, there's a beautiful payoff to that where she's talking about Negronis again and she shouts it. And Renee Elise Goldsberry is like, gives her a look and she's like i looked it up it's named after count negroni who invented it so um <laughs> completely
0: almost non-related tangent did you see the latest episode of south park
1: uh no i've actually not watched south park not been keeping I, up with it recently
0: i i've watched the um the specials for mm-hmm. like the pandemic and post-pandemic specials but um the, and then like the new ones are on um they just started a new season and they're, like, at, right after they air, they go on HBO Max. Oh, nice. So, I'm like, yeah, why not? The last one, oh, my God. I can't believe they did what they did. Um, Like, uh, you know, Randy has his weed farm. Sure. And uh, Randy Marsh <laughs> has his weed farm. And uh, he find, he goes to this, like, weed convention uh, for, like, uh, people who are, like, trying to sell it. And they're like, uh, oh, yeah, we, um like uh, more people are uh try are like training towards black owned businesses now so if like if you're like an all white weed business you're in trouble so um he goes out of his way to like get Stan to like have um Token's family um the one black the one black kid in South Park to have his family over and that's when <laughs> uh they drop the bombshell of uh randy asked like oh where'd your son's name come from anyway and uh like how'd you come up with your son's name and uh and uh, his dad's like oh well i've always been a big fan of the hobbit and lord of the rings so i just decided to name him after my favorite author tolkien and then like everyone's like wait your name is tolkien <laughs> and, they're like, and they're like yeah and stanley like, starts calling everybody i was like did you know that his name is tolkien yeah did you not and it's like, No, I've just assumed this whole time that his name was Token's like why would somebody call their kid that? <laughs> and like and like you're a piece of shit and then like there's a time when this like guy's literally looking at the screen saying like, Oh yeah and if you go you all thought that his name was Token this whole time, you're the problem. <laughs> I'm like, Oh my god. Nice. That had nothing to do with the episode. Let's jump into the episode <laughs> oh, proper. Yes. Oh, we uh, need a toast. We need
1: a toast. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, t- t- t-
0: to John. To John. Yeah. Our bartender. <laughs> our
1: bartender. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm gonna start putting him in the mm. in the in the episode notes. You know, we've got our graphic designer credit in there. Credit Grace for the music. <laughs> crediting john for the for Mid-geroni. the drinks. <laughs> um all right take us away jason all right well spin a tale Tell we, are... Yarn.
0: <laughs> we are going to start off with a good cop and a bad cop um or at least that's what they try to do and I think they're
1: both pretty bad cops they go to police brutality like right well, away yeah it's
0: like it's like really bad cop and not as bad cop <laughs> yeah though so he does say like "No, you gotta let me know what's going on or my friend here is gonna snap your wrist or something right. like
1: what i do i have to say i do not care for this opening i i do not care for stories starting in media rest typically
0: you know what's funny when i like was watching the episode and i thought um how am i gonna open this up i was gonna like try to I'm like oh, we're starting this in immediate media But but just I'm like no, that would come across as too pretentious. Well, here I <laughs> don't worry, I've
1: got your back. Uh, I just it is not a plot device even when it's used or not. It's not not a plot device, but a, a technique that even when it's used well, I like. I don't typically care for it. Um, you you
0: yeah, Quentin Tarantino.
1: <laughs> you have to have a really good reason for starting. Um, something in media res, in my opinion. Um, and this wasn't it for me. Um, so here's
0: the question: Does Memento technically start in media res?
1: Um, you know, I've not seen Memento.
0: What? I thought I lent it to you. <laughs> yeah, I had it for a long or time. Or did I lend it to Grace? No, no.
1: I you lent it to me, and then it took me forever to watch it. And then you were like, "Yo, I need that back, because, <laughs> dude, we're gonna watch
0: Memento soon.
1: Okay. Yeah, I, it's, it's not like it's a movie i've been avoiding watching it's just for some reason it just i just keep not watching
0: that movie that movie's great um i mean it's i mean i am i am a well admitted uh nolan fanboy even though um even though i've owned tenant for a while i just haven't uh i haven't watched it yet because i've heard that it's a very big strain on the brain and i haven't (laughs) uh and i haven't been in the mood to have a brain strain brain strain brain strain brain strain Uh, But no, yeah. Awesome. But anyway, yeah, we we are starting in the middle of the story and um, the cops like mention like, oh, we have a body and uh, that and you don't see who's like, who has their head down at the table. Uh, They're wearing a leather coat. Um, They it looks like they've got a purplish shirt on underneath. And uh, so they're like, hey, like, buddy, you need to tell us what's going on. Why is there a body with no head? Rude. And um, and that's when it's revealed that it's Wesley. And he's like, he shouldn't have been there. <laughs> it shouldn't
1: have happened. I, that's a lot. It's...
0: Yeah, and then we get uh, we get, like our one flash of what happens. Uh, our one little flashback before the credits shows Angel with blood on his mouth. But that's not what is going to draw your attention. What's going to draw your attention is the ugliest shirt that Angel has ever
1: worn. <laughs> ever worn. Uh, it's worse than that time that he was undercover as Herb Saunders. With the, with the, with the Hawaiian <laughs> yeah. shirt? Oh, God. Oh,
0: yeah. His undercover outfits just are
1: great. Yeah, I was literally like... I was like, i can't remember because i don't remember a lot about this episode other than there's a heist i swear to god if there's not a plot reason for him to be wearing this outfit i'm gonna be furious there is so you know
0: yeah so um so yeah so we wesley basically starts confessing or whatever um yeah and so we go back to the hotel after the credits after our opening credits And, uh, yeah, Wes is going to talk to Cordelia, and that's when he notices her haircut. And he says, what happened to your hair? That's how you know he doesn't (laughs) like it. You don't say, like, oh, you got a haircut. You say, what happened to your hair? What (laughs) happened? I, it's, it's bad. In this shot, it's bad. It's, it's very poofy, almost like... It looks like a bad wig. Yeah, um... Like, I'm trying to think of a of something to equate it to... Um...
1: I mean, it's almost a Rachel. Like...
0: See, it's funny because I was thinking more Monica. Yeah. And it might be because the Burnett was, th- was pushing me that way. Yeah. And I think when it looks a little flatter later, it looks more like Monica. Yeah. Um, season one Monica. Yeah.
1: It's just, I, even when it's flatter, and it does look better when it's flatter, but it's still... I still don't like it, but it's also just like, okay, we're in the year 2000, you know, this is the haircuts we're getting. Like, yeah. Her, um, but the, the way it like frames her face is just, I don't think very flattering for Charisma. Who's still, is, it, I mean, obviously yeah, gorgeous, but. Yeah,
0: it, it's, it's not the best hairstyle. Um, and, uh, yeah, I wonder if like, I wonder if they decide to like make it a little crazier for the show. Um, and then, like, so they could fit in those, like, what happened to your hair? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I've always
1: wondered, because Cordelia goes through a hair journey, um, and I've, I've always been curious, um, what if that was, you know, Charisma just wanted to cut her hair and try out different styles, or, or if there were behind-the-scenes stuff. I, I'm not sure. I do, um i it it just is interesting that this is the first time we're getting really serious um change out of cordelia in the hair department you know she's been pretty consistent with her long brown tresses sometimes wavy sometimes straight but you know pretty consistent and yeah
0: Hmm. anyway but yeah um uh wesley is about to go to um he's still a uh, bodyguard to that uh foxy vixen to <laughs> 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 so that red-headed vixen from uh from guys will be guys uh but he does have an extra ticket this time and cordelia after chastising all the shallow people there she's like who does shallow better than me
1: they yeah, walk out arm in arm they're friends yeah
0: um uh west does ask about angel but um Cordelia says, like, oh, he's so busy, you know, brooding about Darla, brooding about Darla, eating lunch, Darla brooding.
1: You know what I would have really loved in here, though? If in between one of the brooding about Darlas, she'd thrown in a brooding about Buffy, brooding <laughs> about Darla. like uh, Those blondes, man. <laughs> blonde. Brooding about Kate.
0: <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll get to Kate later. Yeah, well, Do we um, have to? Yeah, but yeah, Angel is actually uh, on a case. As Wes is so excited, he's on a case, it's so great, he's getting out, he's like a proud... Papa or something. Right. But, Cordelia
1: uh, and Wesley are so tired of their sullen teenager. <laughs> who just broke up with his girlfriend. I love that.
0: <laughs> I love that dynamic so much. But, uh, yeah, so um, Angel's He never actually... leaves his room and
1: masturbates so much. <laughs> yeah.
0: Angel um, is actually out with Gunn. Uh, they are meeting Gunn's cousin, Lester. Now, Lester is asking for their help because... He has been, because Lester's friend EJ, who gets his own page in the Buffy wiki, despite the fact that this is the only episode he's in and he's only mentioned in it. I love you, Buffy wiki. Never (laughs) change. No, like, because they had, like, the link to his name and I was looking through this, and I, like... Is he, is he somebody that we've met before? <laughs> is he later on in the series? No, he's only mentioned in this scene. Love it. Um, but yeah, and so he, there's going to be a demonic robbery going on. But he... This is like too big for him. Um, and uh, they're also bring. It's such a big robbery that the team's actually bringing in a... Um, a vampire from Vegas whose name is Jay don um, Which sounds like the least supernatural name ever right (laughs) like what why is he just named ted (laughs) (laughs)
1: ted the vampire
0: (laughs) but yeah and um so when angel hears about jay don he he's like oh yeah this guy's a big player um he's pretty ruthless too uh so i'm taking care of this and gun's like uh excuse me i brought this to you and he's like yeah well sit this one out what am i supposed to do knit what am i supposed to do sit on a knit He's like i could use a sweater (laughs) something dark (laughs) i love that he added that at the end consistent nothing if not yeah because in this episode we learn what happens when angel doesn't wear something dark oh boy um and, uh, so Angel gets back to the hotel, and Kate's just in his room taking shit, because she's, uh, she's looking for Darla, because, you know, there's still, like, a dead actor. Aw. Um. Poor what's Andy his name? Or <laughs> I mean, in all fairness, we were really huge, were we really huge fans of him? No, I don't
1: think so. Yeah. I think we were like, oh, that guy's dead. Sucks I, mean, I for kidding him. You, I'm kidding, I'm <laughs> he's like an
0: actor in LA, and he wanted a job, and you just shouldn't have, like... Got a job with a law firm, right? Like, no. and th- it doesn't even have to be a demonic law firm. <laughs> just like, no, don't,
1: don't ever take a job. <laughs> Struggling actors don't ever take a job. You <laughs> <laughs> might be killed.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, it just makes me think of clerks. <laughs> it's like, oh, hey, when you take on a job, you know the risks. <laughs> so those contractors on the Death Star. They should have known that there's a risk of that just blowing up.
1: <laughs>
0: oh, nice. Oh, boy. Um, yeah, and so she's trying to find, like, all the info that she can. Um, she, uh, and Angel's just like, I think he's just kind of done with her shit. It's like, you don't have a warrant, do you? She's like, oh, silly me, and pulls out her cross-state combo. Okay,
1: now. Nah. Kate, you're pushing my buttons, but... Why don't more people do this? This cross-state combo—it seems like a good
0: idea. It like, does if you if you do, it does if you find yourself constantly um, ber- berated by vampires.
1: Yeah. it just seems you know two birds, one stone, and all that. hmm Um, and yeah, I think
0: I think there was something else that I've been watching involving vampires. I know it's not Vampire Diaries, but uh, something else where like. Uh, yeah, like, um, when a group of people were getting together to, like, uh, fight vampires, they had a whole bunch of wooden crucifixes, a whole bunch of wooden crosses, but they, like, started, like, whittling the ends of them down yeah. for, to make stakes, too. Like, yeah, sure. I mean, but, uh, but, yeah, again, Kate's in over her head, and Angel just, like, flings it to the wall. Yeah. He's like, get out. And uh, she's like, oh, well, I'm gonna nail you, or whatever, she says.
1: Something stupid. Shut up, Kate. Yeah. Yeah
0: kate really is just an annoyance in this episode oh
1: my god like who is who's dragging their respective show down more kate or riley like
0: i mean it's only riley because he's a main character and he's in every episode at least we've been getting some reprieves from
1: kate i i agree i do think though that upon her arrival Kate is frustrating me more than Riley. <laughs> like I I struggle to understand the purpose of Kate anymore. Well, it,
0: yeah, it I mean, there was potential for Kate to be a to be like an interesting contact that Angel had in the police department. That was like her main her main purpose in season one. Yeah. But ever since uh, her dad died, I mean, it's been—it's
1: in this shit. It's one yeah. note, and yeah, that's it, it. That's it, right there. It's so one note. Yeah, it, it is... doesn't—it
0: doesn't progress at all. I mean, maybe the end of this episode hints that there's something, but maybe. I don't—I don't, I don't even know. remember. I honestly,
1: she just lets Wesley go. Yeah, like it's just—it's so fr- Like, I'm not opposed to the idea of her you know being an ally who becomes antagonistic towards angel like that there's something there but it's yeah it's so one note i feel like it's a waste of what elizabeth rom can do Mm -hmm. so yeah it's disappointing
0: yeah uh so that's when angel um goes to the bus station um after the uh After the uh, excitement from Wes and Cordy, like, you're out and about. Yeah. Uh, But, um, but yeah, and so he sees this Jadon guy, and we don't see Jadon for very long. (sighs) Makes Um, an impression,
1: though. Yeah. (laughs) Douchebag. (laughs) Yeah,
0: very much like, uh, oh, I mean, Angel describes him as a guy, like, kind of, caught onto the S- Sinatra never let go of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, it really does feel like a blend of that and Elvis, which Gun comments on later. Yeah. But yeah, basically the douchiest aspects of what was considered the typical man from like the 20s yeah. to, the f- to the 60s.
1: It's like all Rat Pack attitude with like zero of the charm. Yeah. Like, or the charisma.
0: <laughs> yeah, but uh, and, um, yeah, Angel ends up killing him, but not, uh, staking him, but not before, uh, getting his glasses.
1: And he's, it was so smooth because he's like, first I gotta know, what's the password? And he's like, there is no password. And he's like, cool, good to know, sting. <laughs> <laughs> also,
0: so I wonder, if Angel hadn't grabbed the sunglasses, would the sunglasses had turned to, turned to dust? I mean, I would assume
1: so. Because,
0: I mean, like, t- typically, when a vampire gets dusted in Buffy, their clothes go too. Yeah. So And
1: also like if Buffy doesn't pull the stake out, the stake will get dusted with it. Mm-hmm. So I I think yes, I think the sunglasses go. I'll have to maybe Oh, what happened to remember um Spike's little nerd henchman back in season 2 who who like Oh, yeah. Um not no, they I was like, what, "What?" I'm trying to remember how he died, but I think his glasses got broke before he died. Anyway.
0: Well, I mean, I know Drusilla, like, broke them at least once. That's, yeah. Because she did that. She, like, <laughs> she stepped on him
1: and then put him back on yeah. his face. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm going to say yes. The, the the sunglasses would have dusted to, um, you know, what what is the... Where, where's the where's it end with Where, you know if if someone's touching the vampire do they get dusted too probably that, not that doesn't seem that doesn't seem reasonable but. yeah it seems
0: like buffy would have dusted herself several times over by now uh but yeah so there is a demon named menlo who is now meeting who he thinks is jay domba is actually angel and uh there's another demon fiasa played uh,
1: by tony todd a uh, very famous horror icon. Okay. Uh, most, most famously, he's Candyman. All right. Uh, but he also plays, um, like, the emissary of death in uh, the Final Destination movies. He's the guy who's like, here are the rules of death that's coming to get you. <laughs> um, uh, he's a great actor. This is a bit of a thankless role for him.
0: <laughs> eh, well, that's what happens. Um, there's a also a, a human security guard named Bob. <laughs> Dork. and uh then we've got uh then we've got lester but in, it's not lester it's gun It's Gun, <laughs> and that's a pretty good reveal i enjoyed that um and i honestly didn't even remember that that happened until um until right before it mm-hmm. happened but i remember enjoying that and uh <laughs> i like that angel and gun basically uh are, like, trying to have these side conversations, but at the same time, still have to act like, oh, we don't know each other. Yeah. And Angel, of course, is, like, trying to pull off this uh, braggadocious attitude. And uh,
1: nice. nice word choice there.
0: Oh, I tried. Um, and uh, Gun, Gunn's just, like, pissed. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, so... Uh, Cordelia and Wes are... Uh, oh, the right before angel went off to do this um when he does see cordelia and wesley unfortunately cordelia has had an accident <laughs> uh wes ended up spilling a uh, cocktail sauce on her top
1: maybe he went shrimp real bad
0: i do love me some like um but yeah and uh and uh, so they had to leave early. And uh unfortunately this was while she was talking to Chow Yun Fat, who um who was really uh
1: What would he have been most famous for at, at this point?
0: Um wasn't this the year that Crouching Tiger Hidden Dragon came out? Was that Chow Yun Fat? Um,
1: no. <laughs> um Let's see. Yeah, he was in Crouching Hide Hy- Crouching Tiger Hidden Dragon jesus Um it came
0: out in 2000 and this is November. Um yeah, this came out in like Okay, it didn't come out till December in the United States, but hey, they were that going could to the be premiere. the premiere. Yeah, that could be the premiere. Of Crouching shit. Tiger Hidden Dragon.
1: Oh, I love that. That's so fun. Okay. I love that. Love that for the Oh, but that probably means they didn't get to see the movie. Oh.
0: Cordelia Cordelia... Maybe they did and then they went to the after party. And... Maybe. I was gonna say Cordelia. I have never been to a movie premiere, so.
1: Yeah. I have not either. I don't I don't see Cordelia being into that film. I think she'd find it boring.
0: Um You know, the I don't film see... is so unexpected. Like, I thought that it was gonna be a straight up martial arts film mm-hmm. when um when I first saw it. But then like it kind of uh uh, when i was talking with grace about it later how i was kind of thrown by the fact that it was um more along the lines like there there were there were obviously martial arts in it mm-hmm. but there were also like scenes that were just flat out like almost dance mm-hmm.
1: and um it's been a long time since i've seen this yeah seen so
0: oh it's been a long time since i've seen it too <laughs> but uh no i think um i think it could be a movie that like would have surprised cordelia
1: okay all right Cordelia oh, yeah. Chase, if you're out there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, uh, Chai and Fat is. Uh, it says he's mostly known for his collaborations with John Woo, who um, take him or leave him. Uh, there's uh, In films like A Better Tomorrow, The Killer, and Hard Boiled. Um, the only John Woo movie that I've seen that comes to mind is Face Off, which is just ridiculous. Um,
1: I feel like I've seen. So Angel is very excited about the fact that they met him. What do you think Angel knows him from?
0: I could easily see Angel enjoying martial arts movies.
1: Yeah. 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 I see that? Um
0: Anyway, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I almost forgot. John, John Woo also did um uh, Mission
1: Impossible too, which uh hey, people shit on,
0: I actually enjoy it.
1: Uh, I'm trying to see what he's done that i've seen actually i've not seen a single movie that this director has made so you haven't
0: seen mission impossible
1: too i've not seen any mission impossible films really Mm -hmm. okay um um big big bucket lister for or not big bucket lister like i'm just like rushing out to watch them well i I do i have done i have all
0: the mission impossible movies in one day It was called (laughs) marathon impossible and uh what a day
1: I, I definitely do want to watch them. Um, I just haven't. Uh,
0: but yeah, and so um, Cordelia changes into. I, I like that Cordelia has her spare clothes mm-hmm. at the um,
1: at the office. Yeah, at the
0: office. Uh, well,
1: I mean, you got to think they they're coming back from missions, messy. Yeah, they're you know they're spending nights at the office sometimes. Mm-hmm. I uh, do you think Wes and Cordelia like have rooms there? I think West does. I'm pretty
0: sure that Cordy still has her apartment with Phantom Dennis. Oh, Tennis. no, she definitely does. I mean, yeah. just like, like,
1: oh, like yeah. On like, on a night where like, they oh, have yeah, to stay if, overnight. Yeah, yeah. If
0: they're staying overnight, then, I mean, yeah, all those hotel rooms, you're honestly, yeah. like, going to have at least one where you're just going to, I'm going to go sleep in a
1: bed. Do you think their lives would be easier if they just ran it as a hotel? <laughs> oh, that'd be, like,. They can't do
0: they can't do that big of a hotel with just the three of them that's true and uh and I don't think Gunn would be interested Gun's in working not, that at Gun all is not um but uh and yeah, and like an angel would have to be sociable um, yeah, you're right a, they a should little fight. little sociable.
1: it is easier to fight evil than yeah. than run a hotel you're mm-hmm. right <laughs> um
0: but yeah, and so uh so yeah, so now Cordelia right now, Cordelian uh. Wes are searching through, uh, museums that have, uh, had had recent acquisitions lately. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I can't remember what the first museum that Cordelia found was.
1: I don't, she said, she lists two and then she says, it's, uh, the, um, oh, fuck, what's his name? Gun three something. No. Never mind. I don't know. I fucked up uh, really. Yeah, but like. I,
0: <laughs> I mean, I, I didn't remember it either, so don't feel too bad. But um, yeah, so they figure out that it's the Natural History Museum, and it has received a special exhibit The Shroud of Ramon. Ah. Uh, the name of the episode. Titular Shroud. <laughs> the Titular Shroud. And uh, yeah, so it's not really clear why this is the way that it is. Um, it's just the like, oh, hey, this is a shroud that makes people go crazy.
1: Right? It's, this episode's very thin. I think it, a, it is, I think yeah. a second, uh, a second draft maybe would have uh, been, yeah, I, uh... I, I, I
0: hate, I hate calling episodes throwaways, but there's a reason that like this episode you probably don't watch unless you're doing a whole watch show. I,
1: I agree with you. I, I, I have a big issue. My word that I really hate is, uh, Filler. Um, I think it gets thrown around, a thrown around way too liberally. Um, mm-hmm. especially I, I remember seeing it a lot back in the lost days. Um, and uh, so I so I want I want it on record how much I really dislike the word filler being used to describe an episode when I described this episode as filler. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, and it's not terrible by any means this is not a go fish situation um never gonna let that go i'm never gonna let that go fish. (laughs) Um, it's not a bad eggs it's not you know it's um but it's
0: it's yeah it's not horrible but it's kind of forgettable
1: it's kind of forgettable and like what frustrates me the most actually is like angel and gun going on a heist to steal a shroud that makes you crazy that's a great log line. I wanna watch that episode, but not if it's this. Not <laughs> if it's this, yeah. And it's so and I'll we can keep going and I'll have more thoughts as we go, yeah. because that's what this is, the show.
0: So, um <laughs> yeah. And uh, they basically uh um Minlo, uh he's kinda like the guy who has the whole planned out thing. He uh he's gone through everything. The reason he needs a vampire is because once you're in the vault Um, it's like detects temperature and so they need somebody who doesn't exude temperature. Angel. (laughs) A vampire. Excuse me, Jay don And uh, so they get into the museum and uh, it's actually not the worst plan. I mean, they had the security guard who's able to like get the door open by the ingenious use of duct tape on the lock.
1: Sometimes the simplest plan is the best. Yeah.
0: Um, The... Uh, he's able to like act as bait, uh, or act as like a hostage when um, Earl. When Earl shows up, <laughs> goodbye, <laughs> Earl. Goodbye, <laughs> Earl. <laughs> uh, so that knocks out the other security guard. Um,
1: the. Can I say something about goodbye, Earl? That's not going to shock anyone. Uh, go for it. Growing up, like my favorite song, I was so stoked. I was like, yes. Kill him! Murder him! I'm a little surprised
0: that, like, that song isn't, like, featured on the soundtrack of Fried Green Tomatoes. But, uh... You know... I have this weird association
1: between those two things. Well, yeah. I mean, it's... It's not a... It's not a far leap. And I guarantee... I I would bet, because fragging tomatoes came out in like 91 yeah they it was probably, probably just before yeah um
0: earl had to die i remember the first time i listened to this song to that song and because um, i didn't hear it until like maybe five or six years ago and uh and i was listening to it, and i actually was listening to the lyrics and then it got to that part I'm like i beg your pardon <laughs>
1: I was I was it came out in 2000 um right. I was like literally like nine year old me would like call the radio station like once a week to request goodbye Earl <laughs> and I, I fucking loved it and I literally, and I think I had a similar reaction but um but opposite direction of you know Earl had to die he sure does
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes yes ma'am <laughs> oh boy uh, But yeah so goodbye earl the security guard he didn't die um i don't know he he got he got hit pretty bad that was, no, oh, bob bro. definitely died i don't know he, he was, might have survived <laughs> you think of when uh when roger smith like Uh, elbowed
1: that guy and his head exploded. Like,
0: oh, did he survive? No. I was
1: thinking... (laughs) His head blew up. I was thinking of Rachel Rachel McAdams in Game Night when the guy gets sucked (laughs) into the...
0: Yes! Oh Oh, no, no, he he died! (laughs) Uh, That is a movie I need to rewatch because God damn it, I love it. So funny. I mean...
1: Um, And Rachel McAdams invented acting when she said that line.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I think, uh, yeah. I mean... It's. I've mentioned it before. I love Rachel McAdams so much, and I love that she can be in pretty much any kind of movie and do extremely, extremely versatile. Yeah, yeah. Um, And yeah, like even if she's in a not so great movie, um, she's still really, Mm -hmm. she's still really good, and she's one of the highlights. Yeah. Um, Unless they give her absolutely nothing to do, Doctor Strange. I wasn't planning on seeing the sequel, but she's in it, and I feel really bad seeing a, not seeing a movie that Rachel McAdams is in. I love well, her. You do
1: what's right in your heart.
0: What's right in my heart. Okay.
1: <laughs> I'll wait for it to come out
0: on Disney Plus. All right. <laughs> All right. Goodbye, uh, Earl.
1: You're dead. Yeah, or maybe uh, not. <laughs> so,
0: Vyasa's um, getting extremely uh, impatient, even though, like, I mean, dude, calm down because breaking into a vault is hard work uh, especially when you're using like whatever like chemical they're using to blow it to blow it open
1: and they're like hey this is super volatile um, we all have to be like quiet and do this quickly and he's like <laughs> <laughs> I just like he just it I was watching Lost today and I was watching the episode Everybody Loves Hugo a season 6 episode and it was The one where they blow up Alana. um, Because they realized that the character did not matter. The storyline they they had for her, they didn't have time to do. So they were like, let's pull an arst. She's got the dynamite. And she's like, and Hurley's like, hey, that dynamite's super unstable. Be careful with it. And she's like, I'm just throwing water bottles into this bag. Boom. Goodbye, Alana. That's what this bitch is. Anyway. (laughs) Uh, but yeah, so, um,
0: Angel does get into the vault after it is, uh, blown, and, um, but as he gets closer to it, his eyes start glowing, uh, orange goldish, uh, some kind of warm color. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, maybe something is going to happen (laughs) to him. Um, so they basically have to lift the giant ass box that's made of like consecrated wood and iron and uh takes all <coughs> of them it takes all of them to lift it out and so of course like when they're all uh they all start freaking out a little bit bob bob gets a little too energetic about everything uh but yeah and uh angel and gun are getting extremely uh pissed at each mm-hmm. other uh more than usual
1: yeah well they started the episode butting heads yeah um, and so that gets exacerbated by okay. the shroud.
0: Um, and before we get more into the shroud, uh, we do have, a uh, um, the two detectives at the beginning, uh, of the episode, they are, um, they basically have been following this crew and, uh, they got the picture of Angel as J. Don. And, uh, so they're like, oh, uh, one of the guys said that you knew him. we'd be interested. So of course they give it to Kate. And, and Kate's she's like,
1: like, I'm very interested. Yeah, yeah. I can't wait.
0: Like, what is she going to do? What the fuck is she
1: going to do? Like,
0: she has zero end game for this. It's like, she obviously doesn't want to kill Angel because she would have tried to have done it by now. She's never tried to kill Angel, really. Um, but yeah, like, it seems like all she's doing is just meddling in anything that mm-hmm. she finds him in. Like, what was her plan on this? Was she going to, like, try to bring Angel in? Yeah, that's gonna work. Uh, like, it's she's just a thorn. Like, no, like I, it's, I, and that's like, and at first I was just frustrated with her, but as I started talking about, like, what is her end game in this?
1: Yeah, I don't think she has one. I think her, she's is she just, really
0: just like so pissed about her dad dying that she still blames Angel for,
1: even though Angel didn't do he it. Didn't do it. It's, it's this thing that's like. So, the, so on, um, like the Arrowverse shows, for instance, um, especially like kind of later season Arrow, Uh-oh, there. Quentin, are, Lance. Uh, well, just like not Quentin in particular, but like, there's a consistent argument that like, by Oliver doing his antics, you know, he's kind of challenging the villains, like you know, one up me basically, mm-hmm. so that you know by. The superheroes by existing are inviting more dangerous forces. That's in.
0: been a that's been like a big thing in comics in general. Yeah. The Dark Knight Returns by it, Frank Miller is a huge yeah. proponent of that. So
1: it feels like that's what she's going for, because it feels like she's saying it's like, it's your fault all these things happen, but it that it's not oh, that it's not though. They're different. Like, I can I can understand that argument in like, you know, the superhero genre, mm-hmm. but that's, these forces have always been here, these evil forces in this world. Um, and and, you know, Angel's just trying to fucking hold the tide back. And, Kate just doesn't get it. Yeah. And it's just so frustrating because Kate's well, I guess she is stupid. I like, I was about to be Kate's not stupid, but you know what? I guess she is. I guess I
0: guess Kate she is, is very she's angry and that anger has led her to doing stupid things. Yeah. It's um, and it's also, frustrating. Also, I misspoke earlier. Um while like uh, there's like the constant argument in um that the presence of superheroes makes these supervillains show up. Um and in some cases uh, some of the heroes are even responsible for some of the genesis of these supervillains um dark knight returns is not a proponent of that idea it is actually an opponent of that idea okay because um it basically just goes to show that uh story starts off with uh batman having been in retirement for 10 years maybe mm-hmm. so he's like older more grizzled it's kind of like um the bat ben affleck's batman was meant to be like a reflection of that so okay. like, there's a lot of there's a lot of dark knight returns in batman superman john dawn of justice john of justice. john of justice <laughs> uh, but um however like the movie starts off or the comic starts off with um gotham city being plagued by these gangs of mutants and um they've like and they're basically just like turning gotham city into shit so Evil's going to perpetuate in Gotham City with or without Batman. So Batman decides, like, I'm coming back. I gotta do this because nobody else is going to. Oh, gotcha. So I I realized right after I said it, like, <laughs> oh my god, I'm about to lose all my comic book cred. So but it's
1: still a theme. It is. That, yes. that, that idea. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um. But yeah. So. So yeah. So Kate goes in half cocked, no plan whatsoever. Uh. Also going in half cocked is uh is uh wesley and cordy and they get the hit by the effects of the shroud like right when they walk in through the door i because they figured out like oh angel should have been back by now because the original plan was they were going to meet up the the heist gang was going to meet up go through the plan and then meet up later in the week Mm -hmm. to actually do it but um menlo was it Minlo or was it Visaya? One, uh, one of the
1: two equally well, thinly yeah. drawn characters. Well, one, one
0: of the two demons was like, no, we're doing this tonight, not waiting any longer. And uh, so when Angel didn't show up back at the Hyperion, that's when they realized, oh, it's happening tonight. So they go try to. And um, yeah, so they like immediately get hit by the effects and start getting all loopy. Yeah, uh, it's. It's weird how these. It's not exactly. Yeah, they're not exactly going insane. Like the. Uh, and maybe it's because they have a. They're further away from the shroud. I but guess. It, it. It's more just like, hey, this thing's gonna make you act weird.
1: Yeah, it's it's very inconsistent and like. And I don't mind like magical things affecting different people in different ways, but it's very like specific. Like all of the members of the heist are very become very aggressive. Paranoid. And paranoid. And Cordy and Wesley are, like, just, like, she's high. Yeah, yeah. High. And Kate gets, like, one headache. And really it doesn't, like... Yeah. It I see no difference in Kate. And I think that's a big problem, because I think we're supposed to think that she's, um... I think we're supposed to think that she's also being more aggressive than she usually is, but she's not. She's acting at base level Kate?
0: Yeah. Um so uh Wes sends up like they split up. I don't know if they like do that if they plan on doing that or if it just happens, but they <laughs> they split up. Uh Wes bumps into Kate and Wes is trying to get out like oh yeah, I'm trying to warn Angel and um then like he just disappears and Kate's and Kate's and um it is really funny though because like you I came to warn Angel about your hair. <laughs> I noticed it right away. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, and there's a great moment earlier in the episode where Angel notices Cordelia's hair, and he's like, and Wesley has the audacity to be like, "She changed it ten days ago." How could
0: you not notice, Angel?
1: <laughs> and Cordelia mean like, I do. Yeah, I did see that side eye that she gave <laughs> these Wesley. fucking men that I work with.
0: <laughs> but uh, but yeah, well, what well, yeah and. And, uh, like you said, um, why just blank on, uh, Elizabeth Rome's character's name? Kate. Kate. Wow. (laughs) Um, But yeah, she, like, she has just, like, a little bit of weirdness, but then shakes
1: it off. Yeah. I don't know. Um. Maybe she's just already acting irrational so the shroud doesn't have to do much work on her. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's like, like, oh, damn. Oh. <laughs> Girl's messed up. It's like, damn, uh, okay. My job's done for me. Great.
0: Meanwhile, Cordy <laughs> has made her way to the Native American art section. At first, she's just looking at like a mirror in, in like the back of one of the display cases. She's like, my teeth are so big. Which, I don't think they're big. I actually mm-hmm. think they're fairly well-proportioned yeah. with her face in yeah. um, her mouth. Uh, but
1: um, oh, what is it that she says? I am... Pleasant. There's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of uh, things I would describe Cordelia as, and I don't think I love her to death, but I don't know if pleasant would be the yeah. top of the list.
0: But yeah, and <laughs> then she like turns around like, oh, you're just all alone here, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Mannequin. <laughs> you won't be needing this, and
1: steals a piece of Native American jewelry and walks off with it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You know, as far as heists go, Cordelius is the most, most successful. successful. <laughs>
0: I cannot wait till um, we get to a certain episode in season seven of Buffy. I literally was has, just thinking the same thing. It has a, um, an equally hilarious yet um, on the DL heist. Uh, I was I was literally just thinking, like... <laughs> but we'll get to that. I love uh, that one so much. But, uh, but yeah, and so... Let's go back to the actual story of the episode. I guess. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, Bob is basically supposed to be tied up and uh, left. And so they tie him up. He's like, oh, who's going to be the cowboy? Who's going to tie me up? He's like, not too tight. And then uh, it's like, wait, one of you guys has to hit me. Make it look re- Make it look real. And so, um, Vizaya, it, like just grabs him by grabs him by the head and snaps his head clean off of his body. And this is pretty gnarly. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> like, whoa, whoa! <laughs> and he's like, oh, that looks real enough. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Finally, some life breathes into this episode. Um, yeah, no, out I, of Bob, but
0: yeah, and it, <laughs> and at this point, uh, um, yeah, Angel and Gun have been like kind of bickering throughout this entire heist and at this point uh he's just like um oh yeah can't really trust vampires and and that's when like angel just kind of like grabs him by the throat and like slams him against the wall he's like you know i'm sick and tired of hearing about it all oh vampires killed my sister thing and uh they do eventually like i'm like whoa chill <laughs> um but then of course that's when kate shows up gun drawn and uh if we thought Angel had had it before. Right? This is Angel under the influence of the Shroud of Vermont. Um. Oh yeah, and it is like an actual Shroud with a demon's face on it, and I love that. Uh. And they do like break the glass. Um. When it when the, Kate when the sarcophagus or whatever is dropped, mm-hmm. so that like just allows these effects, whatever they are, to happen quicker and more potently. Um. But yeah, and so, uh yeah Angel's like basically saying like, oh you found us you're the best cop in the world <laughs> it's funny cause she's not uh, uh, but yeah and so he um again he's like I just had it with you and you're like oh vampires kill my dad it's like
1: <laughs> 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 I'm so very <laughs> i love me. I'm <laughs> makes me a bad character
0: but yeah, and so she, like, she, she I feel like she shoots Angel a few times, but he gets up and bites her and drinks from her. Nice. Throws her on the ground. And that's the end of Kate. <laughs> actually, not really. Sorry. <laughs>
1: I know we can't actually have Angel murder Kate. I know why that's not an option for the character, but I wouldn't have held it against him. Because Kate had to die. <laughs>
0: Because Kate had to die. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, Kate. <laughs> uh, so the police team... Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, Wes does eventually find Angel, but as he's trying to say something, too, he just punches it. <laughs> it's a good thing Cordy was off stealing shit. Like. <laughs> um, but, yeah, and... Uh, so, um, when like a police team does come in they see kate's body they see uh wesley leaning over it and they arrest him which leads to our first scene in the episode meanwhile the uh oh they're just calling it the tomb oh i forgot about one of uh cordy's best uh, oh, yeah. best lines when they first find out about the shroud of ramon it's like oh it's from a recently unearthed tomb uh she's like, when will people... Two things I don't like about this, tomb and unearth. Leave your tombs earth, people. Which is
1: extremely important. Yeah.
0: Also, another important thing that uh, she says, uh, because it was, like, used in sacrificing virgins yep. or whatever. Like, I've
1: actually got this quote pulled up, because it was... All right. Uh, Read one of my um, Cordelia says, Why is it always virgin women who have to do the sacrificing? Wesley says, For purity, I suppose. <laughs> What Cordelia says that has nothing to do with purity. this is all about dominance, buddy. you can bet that if someone ordered a male body part for religious sacrifice, the world would be atheist like that so
0: maybe we should talk about this because there's a Let lot it... of truth in it yeah um I actually did see um I did see an article last year I think that somebody posted I found very interesting, and that was that the idea of a um The idea of virginity one is normally associated with women Mm -hmm. um and two like this what this article does is like kind of posit that the idea of virginity itself is a myth yeah that's created by the patriarchy um obviously a lot of people refer to it as the um as like uh why did you just blank on that body part
1: the vagina
0: the hymen the hymen Hymen. (laughs) i mean obviously the
1: vagina is it okay to say that on here (laughs) (laughs) but yeah
0: like a lot of people do refer to as like oh it's the breaking of the hymen Mm. but i mean like hymen can be broken in non-sexual ways um and uh and then like i think is aren't there instances of like hymen like growing back? I think it's yeah, I think it's Because yeah. It's just
1: tissue, right?
0: Yeah, we're very sorry. We're both um, we're both cis men. Yeah, um, no vagina so, here. Yeah, so we don't like. We really apologize for getting these facts wrong. Um, I feel like I should know a little bit more because I'm a scientist, but I'm not that kind of scientist. <laughs> um, but yeah, and uh, and, and Cordelia's right, because, yeah, so often, I mean, even today. Like, uh, the whole idea of, like, oh, trying to stay pure before your wedding, like, like, dress symbolizes purity and all of that. And there's always like, the double standard because, you know, with guys, it's like, oh, yeah, like, guys lost my virginity. Like, that's what American Pie is all about. Yeah. Um, sorry, I thought this was gonna be, a, like, a dialogue. and I was waiting for you to, like, jump in. Sorry, right, um, okay. <laughs> um, no,
1: I, no, you're right. It's, like, it's totally a construct. It's, um, and it's just, like, what I hate about it is the idea of purity. It's like, what? Well,
0: it, one, it demonizes sex, right? And sex is like awesome. Se- well, sex is awesome. Um, I, I, I very much love the memes that like, oh, you think sex is good, but have you ever? I love those memes. But, uh, but as Eugene Levy's character says in every single American Pie movie, it's a Perfectly natural thing. <laughs> Sorry, my Eugene Levy's not that great. It wasn't
1: terrible. <laughs> oh,
0: thank you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it demonizes sex, and America, having been like founded on Puritan values to begin with, mm-hmm. isn't great. It's so, you know, the 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 white country of America. Um, the yeah, and uh, it, it's kind of crazy, like seeing these other like other almost every other country, it seems well, with some exceptions, are, like, let's say, like, European countries are very, like, sex positive. Um, But I do think, uh, I do think these generations, like, uh, later, like, millennials and Gen Zs, uh, I believe that uh, they're moving into more of, like, a more sex positive um, direction.
1: For the most part.
0: I mean, I'm sure there's some out there, but just from what I've gathered...
1: Uh, I I have some concerns about the younger generation becoming weirdly conservative about sex and like I've seen a lot of like, and I'm hoping it's just like, okay, they're kids, they'll grow out of it. But like, like very serious discussions, like not satire or anything from like younger people who, who like. Uh, akin seeing a sex scene in a movie to a sexual assault and being like i didn't consent to that and it's like you did by putting on the film like that's okay uh, stuff like that and it's and it, obviously this is not everyone but like weird like little
0: it, yeah that gets to be a pretty touchy subject because i mean people do get um people can get a. Uh, i don't know i i don't want to say triggered is the wrong word but i mean it, it's kind of appropriate but like people can get triggered by really kind of anything true and um and you have to like respect that because you don't know like what um you don't know like what somebody's story is and their experience with it but i mean at the same time you can't sterilize the world exactly and like you can't sterilize media um and if you do then well it, it sucks
1: just sterilize your workspaces yeah <laughs>
0: Use uh, isopropyl alcohol and Lysol.
1: Um, so yeah, virginity is a construct. Uh, have sex consensually with your peers and,
0: and but practice safe
1: sex. Safe sex. Yeah. Um. Also, <laughs> uh, check out the film *Cherry Falls*, which is a slasher movie from the late '90s, starring the uh, the late Brittany Murphy. Um, I love Brittany Murphy. She was wonderful. It is a it's like a sla- more of a slasher comedy, but the the tr- kind of the gimmick of the movie is that the sla- the killer is specifically targeting virgins, um, in a bit of an inverse from your usual like have sex and die. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the film culminates in, <laughs> in an orgy. It literally all the teens are like, well, let's all go have an orgy so that we won't get killed. It's a great movie. It's it's very like late nineties, uh, but yeah. Cherry Falls.
0: I feel like I feel like horror movies have um really blown out of proportion and raised people's expectations on just how often orgies occur. <laughs> <laughs> True. I'm just gonna say that right now.
1: There were never enough orgies at my school personally <laughs> for my taste. <laughs> Maybe they should add that to the to
0: theme to the ads for your high school (laughs) like oh you wanted to worry about orgies here
1: (laughs) enroll in trinity there are no orgies i wasn't going
0: to say the high
1: school's name but i mean (laughs) you heard it here first
0: folks take your placement exam and (laughs) and avoid orgies (laughs) all right um so yeah so they uh so um Viazza, I'm pretty sure I've said his name like four or five different ways. You have, but it's (laughs) Um, (laughs) fine. Yeah, uh, Viazza, Menlo, Gun, and Angel are able to get the, uh, get like the tomb back to the body, or back, back to the warehouse they initially met in. And, uh, they open it, and of course they all start fighting over it.
1: Because they're gonna get a wish or something. Yeah, it's like, oh, Uh, maybe. So, and that's, I think that's just what's, what like,
0: uh, Vyasa says like oh maybe the per- no he says that it shouldn't be torn because it belongs to his people then Minnow's like oh maybe whoever has like the biggest piece gets like a wish granted or something or whatever yeah and yeah there's... I was
1: very unclear why they wanted this shroud like was it ever well, it, it was.
0: It, it sold for 2 million on the black market
1: oh that's right just money yeah. well that's fine then
0: but now like <laughs> now they just all like lost and gone cuckoo banana pants um but yeah uh Menlo ends up shooting Viasa, and um, and like uh, Angel and Gun are both holding on to it. But that's when uh, Angel's like, "Hey, trust me, Gun. I know what to do." And uh, so he Gun lets go of the shroud. Angel takes it out, pours liquor on it, um, and then uh, does like a cool drop, <laughs> like drop the uh, lighter on and sets it on fire, and causes it to have a big green explosion, and everybody's fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, Wes is, uh, yeah, the detectives are pretty much like, oh, we don't have anybody else, so we're just gonna go ahead and arrest this guy, um, without, like, any evidence really at all. Uh, so, but that's when Kate shows up, and as, as described in the Buffy wiki, she is a wan and pale Kate.
1: Yeah, they did a good makeup job here. Yeah. She's very pale, they've got the lips, like... Yeah. That is the thing that I always appreciate when someone's like shown to have like lost a lot of blood or is really dehydrated is when they, you know, it's, it's one thing to make the person look pale when you go the extra mile with the lips. That's when I'm like, mm-hmm. ah, yes. Yeah. yeah that's nasty. Um, some chapstick. burst bees. Yeah.
0: so, while so Angel did, and, uh, uh, she tells them to let Wesley go and Kate's thinking over, mulling over things because, and we get a little flashback that even though Angel bit her briefly, he actually uses a cover so that he could turn her, and she could see that one of the guys is holding a gun on her. And then he said, and then he whispers to her, "Stay down, so they won't kill you." Yeah. And fortunately, Kate is not stupid enough to disobey him; just does that.
1: I, I mean, I guess thank God for small favors.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um. So. Yeah, Wesley and Cordelia are just kind of talking about stuff, and um, and Wes is worried about something. Cordy's like. Why? Everything that got stolen was returned. Well, as she's... she is clearly still wearing that necklace. Oh my
1: gosh, Cordy.
0: <laughs> I, I'm actually... I feel like we need to keep an eye on it for the next episode. <laughs> to see nice. if, like she still has it.
1: I was about to be like, it belongs in a museum. And I was like, it belongs to the people. <laughs> it belongs to Native Americans.
0: Uh, but yeah, well, Wesley's really... It was a very pretty necklace. Yeah. Well, Wesley um, is worried about is that um, Angel had human blood for the first time, and he says a very long time. It's not been that long. Yeah, long. It, it's, it's been, like, what, a year and a half?
1: Um, since so the last time was season
0: when... three? Is last there... time was Buffy.
1: I was trying to remember if there was... Did he drink... Or actually,
0: what about that girl who wanted to become a vampire? That's what I was
1: thinking, that actress. Did he drink her blood at all, or did he just threaten to?
0: I mean, he forced her to drink blood, um, but I don't remember if he drank yeah. her blood.
1: I mean, it, at most, it's been a year and a half. Yeah. Um, possibly less. But, uh,
0: Angel is sitting in his room and, uh, he is thinking about how tight his hand got when he mm-hmm. was biting Kate. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is how we leave the Shroud of Ramon. Yeah. you know I was kind of hoping like going into this episode that um, I was getting like some good vibes from it at the beginning like oh this is a a fun way to like take a break from all the Mm -hmm. stuff that's happening with Darla Um, but one Kate's in there and she really drags it down Um, especially in this episode like she's had some not great appearances lately but this episode in particular she's really bringing it down yeah
1: like he, at least in Dear Boy, she thought she was protecting an innocent woman yeah. from like being harassed by Angel. Like you no, know, this
0: this she's really just trying to like, oh fuck you, Angel. Yeah. Um. But uh, yeah, and she um, yeah, and also like when the heist actually happens and the shroud of Ramon like uh hijinks ensue, it's like, what is this thing doing exactly? Right? It, yeah. It, it's so unclear and almost comes off as lazy yeah like oh this is just a random magical a random supernatural thing that makes people go crazy
1: yeah i yeah it's and like the heist itself is very uninspired like it's just super paint by numbers um and like the supporting cast of villains are all super one note I just I wanted this to be more fun. Like it's a heist episode. It yeah. should be fun.
0: I think um I think somebody told me that uh, in their opinion that like one of the easiest ways to knock a like to hit a home run with a movie is a heist. Mm-hmm. Like it is one of the easiest genres to tell a really good story um, or make at least a really fun movie.
1: Because well that's the thing with a heist is that in my opinion, what a good heist is, is going to have a lot of vibrant and interesting characters playing off one another. Like the the, the heist itself is kind of secondary. It's, um, like, you know, it's, it's there to provide maybe a couple cool suspense moments and maybe some action pieces or clever, clever little character beats. But really it's like, these people working together. I think that's why the oceans movies are so popular. I, yeah. I don't. I don't think anyone goes into an oceans movie really caring that much. They care some, but like it's not so much about are they gonna steal it. Yeah, they're gonna steal it. Mm-hmm. It's more about like the...
0: uh, you, you, yeah, you're looking for like oh, what are they gonna do? When's the double cross gonna happen? Yeah. Um, also, uh, the sting. I mean, that's kind of like the gold standard. Right. I feel like the sting and the first of the um the first oceans 11 movie of the new ones not Mm -hmm. the original oceans but like the first of the brad pitt george clooney ocean movie i think those two are like gold standard Mm heists both really really good
1: and this is just it's frustrating because yeah other than angel and gun the characters involved in the heist are not interesting Mm -hmm. um cordy and i mean there's an evil shroud that's in the museum that if it gets put on display, it's going to do something bad. So the fan gang has to heist it out of there. There's your episode. Far better. Because you have these four pre-existing personalities who all have relationships, interpersonal relationships with one another. And you don't even have to have the it makes them crazy. Like these <laughs> these characters already have conflicts <laughs> like within one oh, another. Oh, we got shit going on, man. So, it's, yeah, I... It's just like... I got bored at a certain point. Yeah. And then Cordy went off and was admiring her own reflection. I was like, oh, this is
0: fun. Like, I... Yeah. <laughs> Once again, like, we, we have, like, kind of a not-so-great Angel episode. But Cordy's comic relief is kind of what saves it from being a complete and total dud. Yeah.
1: And I, I'm interested to see how this... How, slash, if this... uh, The reper- repercussions of Angel drinking Kate's blood... What that mm-hmm. looks like, uh, for him as a character, um, and for his relationship with Kate. I mean, I'm less interested in that, but yeah, um,
0: yeah, yeah. I'm a, I'm going to give this episode, uh, two shrimp cocktails out of five, um, and I think I'm being generous with that. <laughs> yeah. This is this is a, just a forgettable episode.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna give this a also two um two uh two decapitated guards (laughs) yeah two decapitated guards out of five Five it's not like it's
0: not
1: it's not disastrous you know it's not like I'm not sitting here going like how the fuck did this get made uh but I am going like oh they really just kind of they phoned it in here yeah
0: but as we said before, even like the disastrous ones
1: They can be they, fun. Yeah,
0: they can be fun. This just isn't fun. It's forgettable. Yeah. And
1: honestly, sometimes I'd rather watch a one star something yeah. than a two star something. Mm-hmm. Like, you know? Yep. Um Yeah, uh there's not really much more to say, so I'm gonna take us out. Thank you for joining us on Booze and Buffy. We'll be back next week with our girl Buffy. For season five, episode nine, listening to fear.
0: Ooh, cool episode name. Yeah. Um, I am Jason. You can find me on Instagram at Yami J357 and on Twitter at just plain old Yami J. If um if you are in the Louisville area, we actually um I am in a show and uh am in a production of Guys and Dolls. Uh just kinda crazy that uh we're able to put together a large production like that and, and well with all like the pandemic procedures <laughs> in place um but yes the uh it'll be the last weekend in february and the first weekend in march at the art sanctuary which is in germantown and uh yeah it is uh being presented by mind's eye theater company so um that if you visit their webpage, uh you will find tickets available for purchase yeah.
1: and i'll have that uh In that link in the show notes appreciate you I'm Harrison you can find me on Instagram at Harrison Alexander Kaufman I'm on Twitter at Harrison Kaufman that's spelled C-O-F-F-M-A-N I'm not currently in any shows
0: a shame (laughs) you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Booze and Buffy or you can email us at Buffy at gmail.com in all of those cases the A-N-D is spelled out and
1: <laughs> yeah. And don't forget to subscribe and rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, etc, etc, etc.
0: And each week we'd like to give a shout out to a worthy charity or nonprofit. This week we're highlighting the National Civil Rights Museum. Huh? Mm. Museums. Nice. Noted as one of the nation's premier heritage and cultural museums, the National Civil Rights Museum in Memphis, Tennessee is steadfast in its mission to share the culture and lessons from the American Civil Rights Movement and explore how the significant era continues to shape equality and freedom globally. Visit www.civilrightsmuseum.org for more information.
1: And as always, go slay and be gay.